<laughs> okay, this is the very first episode of Can You Fucking Believe It? Which, if you don't know, is a line ripped off from Hudson Hawk, one of the Great. best. We get, oh, man. Okay. Best movie of 1991. <laughs> By far. Um, best Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, um, Andy McDowell movie ever made. Okay. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm Amos. This is Phil. This is going to be our... Don't I get to introduce myself? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm Amos. You? Yes, I'm Phil. Okay, all right. We've been friends for what now? Like, I'm thinking... Uh, 14, 15 years. Yeah, we've, been, we've watched a thousand movies together. Almost literally a thousand movies together. Almost certainly, yeah. And uh, so we're going to just basically put our opinions out there because we think that we know what we're talking about. And you know what? The internet... And I don't want to be challenged. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there will be no feedback to this podcast. None. You, you know, if you, if you disagree, then, you know, say Keep it. it to yourself. T- tell it to your friends. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling my opinions to my friend. All right? So, all right. So, what do we got here? We got, uh, we're, okay, first off, we're coming from Denver, if that matters. Um, yes, details. I, you know, I don't know if it matters. I, I, the internet's a very democratic uh, place, so it doesn't matter where you're You can do it from, from anywhere, I hear. I, that's what I hear, too. I hear they got this thing that transmitted even through the air. We should try from Sierra Leone sometime. We should. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like a vacation podcast to hell. <laughs> right? We <get> shot. <laughs> you know what? This is a podcast. Oh! <laughs> And that was the end of that can would, you yeah, this fucking is, believe it's podcast. Can you fucking believe I just got shot? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take the movies that we've seen. We're gonna do this fairly regularly. We're gonna take the movies that we've seen lately. We're gonna talk about them. We might be serious, we might not be. Um, you can never tell. Never. And you know what? We're not gonna try and play to, uh, you know... Whoever out there might be listening to it, we're just going to do this for ourselves, and if people like it, that's fine. All right, so Phil, take it away. What do we got on the list? Well, I don't know. I think you were saying you'd seen uh, Eagle Eye. What did you think of that one? Old Shia yeah. LaBeouf masterpiece. You know, honestly, I went into it thinking that like I didn't, I didn't think that I would really like it very much because it was the Shia LaBeouf masterpiece or whatever, but I ended up liking it more than I thought I would. Like I, It was a little more... I actually didn't see it coming that it was the computer. Oh, by the way, let's <laughs> rewind for a second. Hey, spoiler we're, alert. Yeah, we're going to spoil everything here. So if you haven't heard the, uh, or seen these movies, just don't yeah, listen. or Be plug, prepared. <laughs> plug your ears <laughs> or something. All right. So I actually went into it thinking that I wouldn't like it as much as I did. I'm thinking, you know what? And you know this, and I know this, and, and nobody out there does. But I like – I sort of tend to – like the sort of brainless action movies a little bit more than you do. Yes, that's true. And so I was thinking, you know, that sounds like a, maybe it'll be a good one. You know, like, it'll be like a Michael Bay movie or something. It'll be like, you know, I can just sit there and let this wash over me. But, um... It wasn't Michael Bay knockoff. It was. And I couldn't believe it was like, it was like the brainchild of Steven Spielberg. Like, but it wasn't a good enough idea for him to do himself. Was it really? Yeah, he was like the executive producer. It was like his idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But hey, it had the commission in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Michael well, Chiklis, everybody, if you can't go back that far. <laughs> he just made the commish reference. I love it. Um, but 
like I, like I said, I liked it a little bit better than I thought I would. And in fact, I and it, maybe I was watching it drunk or something, but I didn't actually see it coming that it was the computer talking to him. Yeah, I, I don't. I thought it was like I honestly thought the voice was gonna be like just some chick that they were taught that they like was the face of some sort of shadowy CIA type organization. I didn't really see it coming out as a computer. Well, I think it, I think it wanted you to think that it was like Michael Chiklis behind the computer or something, but it ended up being just the computer. I just, just kind of bored with it. I don't know. It's like, okay, it's the computer. I mean, you know, well, shut one, it down. <laughs> turn it off, you know, unplug it. Um, the one thing actually that I, really kind of irritated me about that movie though was that they kept saying over and over and over again you know fuck you computer we're not gonna do what you say or fuck you voice you know on the phone and it's like obviously you kind of have to do what it says because it can make like buildings fall down on you or whatever the hell (laughs) cranes crash through fbi offices right yeah i mean but it can order you terrorist materials over the internet and send them to your house and make them sort of magically appear in your house but Hell no, I'm not going to be manipulated. Well, actually, yes, you are. Because you're being manipulated right now. So. Hey, we're all manipulated, man. Oh, hey, let's not turn this into the conspiracy theory cast. I know, I know. I just, uh, I don't, I just uh, don't see Shia LaBeouf as a star. I just don't get it. He's, you know, he's, he's, uh. this is what I've always said about Shia LaBeouf. This guy must have the agent that from, like, that descended down from heaven. Because, okay... You go from basically being nobody, going, being in, um... Whose name is Beef. Right. I mean, you know... It's, French for beef. If it, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But, like, you go from being nobody and being in a freaking knockoff of Rear Window to being in, in order, Transformers, Indiana Jones, and, I mean, those are two of the biggest movies in the last couple years. Not to say that they're good, but they were big. Um, I was I don't pretty know. disappointed in Indiana Jones, to be honest with you. I was the world's biggest Indiana Jones fan. Well, I heard that, that it was like George Lucas's thing, that the movie must revolve, revolve excuse me, around aliens, and like he would not deviate from it. So you end up with this really stupid plot, tying together a, kind of an insipid little movie. And I love that they brought back Karen Black, or not Karen Black. Karen, Karen Allen. Allen. There you go. Because I love her, but uh, yeah, I hmm. don't know. That's just my thing was, in the tooth. Yeah, my thing was, too, is it's like, you know, I guess I read somewhere or heard somewhere that George Lucas wanted it to be, instead of being like this episodic, uh, or like uh, the 1930s serials, like he wanted it to be like this 50s B movie. I'm going, well, wait a minute. What made Indiana Jones great to start with was that it was this 30s serial. Yeah. And that's Indiana Jones. That's you what they always reference in those shows, the Busby Berkeley and in, in the, the second one and all that stuff. Right. You don't take, you don't go, you know what? Star Wars was, was an okay movie and it was this, this uh, space opera, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it into a, um, you know, like a soap opera set in, you know, Burbank. It's like, what? that's not Star Wars, you know? I don't know. I just, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get why they thought that would really work. And I mean, I understand that they made all the references to, oh, you're old. Or like... Yeah, yeah. Got a, it, it was, that movie just got a little tired. I don't know. But anyway, Shia LaBeouf. I don't, Going back to the master thespian that, that is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he... I mean, he's, he 
came from that, like, well, he came from even Steven, like, on Nickelodeon television right. show. How does that guy become, like, the biggest star in Hollywood? Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he must have, like, the best agent on the planet. You know what I mean? Because or give really good blowjobs. One of the <laughs> Well, you never know, right? <laughs> I mean, that's... That, I don't really want to think about Shia LaBeouf giving blowjobs, <laughs> but... Okay. All right. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. We kind of digressed enough from that one for, right, for now. All right, It was Watchmen. I think you wanted... Oh, Watchmen. I was so looking forward to that movie. Like, I remember when I heard that it, they were making it into a movie. They were actually making it into a movie instead of these all these aborted attempts into making it into a movie. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I was all excited because I loved that comic. Like, I think I read that, what, it came out in like... 86? I'm like th- yeah, like 85. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I don't think I... I mean, I didn't read it when it came out, but... <laughs> when you were, what, seven or eight? Yeah. No, I didn't... I, no, I wasn't that advanced at seven. But um, I read the whole thing, and then when I heard they were making it into a movie, they I read it again. And I'm thinking this is, you know... And Zack Snyder, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, my feelings about Zack Snyder are a little mixed, well, it's like the guy made one good movie, and it's not 300. And, yeah, uh, no, it's not 300. <laughs> it's Don, I mean, his one good movie is Dawn of the Dead, and since then, it's just been like stylized nonsense. I mean, that the Watchmen movie was just boring. I, I just couldn't yeah. get over it. Like, the most entertaining part of the movie was what, you know, what they were showing underneath the credit sequence. That was about it. The rest of it was like, okay... Let's go. Yeah. See, I don't know. I didn't think it was necessarily boring, but I think... I was as bored by that as I was by 300. They're just kind of mindless. I don't know. I, I hate to be the naysayer, but... You know. No, no, no. I mean, I understand. 300, like, for me, 300, I didn't... So there's so many people that I know that are like, oh my God, 300, it's great. It's the best movie ever and all this stuff. And I was like, well, not really. <laughs> I mean, what is it? It's one big fight. Yeah. For an hour and a half. And, like, you can make it even into an hour and a half, even if it was only 48 minutes, because everything is, like, super slow motion. You know, it takes half an hour for a guy to get killed because he comes at him in, like, a million frames a second, you know? It's like, they got these... That was the most tiresome part of that movie. It's like there was one shot that just went on and on of, like, Gerard Butler charging kind of fast, and then slow-mo for the kill, and then charging kind of fast, and then slow-mo for the kill, and it just went on. The one from the side where he was, yeah, oh, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, that actually, I went back and watched 300 for the second time just because I was like, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, you know? But, like, no, I wasn't. I really, <laughs> I totally was not, and um, but so going back to Watchmen, like I, I didn't think I was, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily bored by it, but like I think they were right when they said that that really shouldn't, like it shouldn't really have been filmed because like the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking this is a good movie, like I liked it, like I thought it was a pretty good movie, but um, it's like there's no way to compare it to the book. Because, I mean, I remember, because I I never finished the comic. I I started to read it before the movie came out, and I just never got to the end. But it's like I don't remember seeing, um, what's his name, Schlong everywhere in the the fucking comic books. It was like (laughs) the weirdest editorial choice ever. It was totally distracting every time I was on screen. Well, you know what's funny, though, is that 
I think in the in the comic, if I'm remembering right, uh, well, in the com- he had I think some- it was like one time that he's like because there was a, a a drawing in the comic where you saw it, but like it wasn't like sort of like this. Whoa, there it is. Whoa, there it is again. Well, you know. I mean, it seems pretty clear after these two movies that Zack Snyder has some serious homoerotic tendencies. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Either that or he just understands what women want. <laughs> Yes, a large blue penis. <laughs> <laughs> what woman doesn't want that? And you know what? If you don't, send us an email. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give you the email address at the end here. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I thought, you know what I was actually really surprised by? Hmm. Is that the sex scene between the owl man and the woman, uh, Silk Spectre, was that her name? Was that scene a joke? I mean, what's with the hallelujah over that? It was like, it made me laugh. Well, I was like, what is this? I know, but you know what? I was actually really kind of surprised at how actually explicit that really was. That's because, true. I mean, it was like, I mean, there was no, I mean, you, you know, you, you saw them naked, whatever, fine. But, like, you really saw them just, like, going at it. And I was actually really kind of surprised by that. And then at the end, though, her hand goes over and she hits the button and the flames come out of the front of the thing. It was the cheesiest love scene ever, you know? But I was like, I mean, the same kind of reaction is like, really? Like, they actually made that joke where the flames come out of the front of the thing? The owl ship or whatever? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay. There was more subtle jokes in, like, Top Secret when they drove into the fucking tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was... Was that Top Secret? I don't know. No. There was some movie... Okay, what I was... I haven't seen Top Secret since I was 11. I actually saw it just the other day. It was on cable the other day. Val Kilmer. Hey, hey you know what? The, the comedic actor that I think of when I think of funny is Val Kilmer. Of course. What was the movie where they made the joke, and I really don't remember what it was. I'm not just playing to the microphone here. What was the movie where they made the joke where, you know, because the whole train going into the tunnel thing uh-huh. as this metaphor, what was the movie where they actually stopped the film, backed it up, it went forward, and oh, put, I what, what, that, where it like went I, in and out like six times? I remember that, but I don't remember what movie it was. Because there was like a whole, there, was, there are several movies that have kind of done that whole joke, and of course it happens more on TV, but... No, I mean, there's a bunch of movies that have made that joke, you're right, but like, what the hell was that, because you remember that, right, where they stopped the film and backed it up? I and do. It, oh. I don't know. If you know, send us an email. <laughs> there you go. We'll give you the email at the end of the, at the, end of the podcast here. Um, <laughs> but okay, Watchmen, my overall opinion was, I actually thought it was pretty good, and I, I did think that, um, what's his name, Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah. I thought he was really good in it. He was he was uh, he was probably the best. Him and uh, the guy from uh, Supernatural who played uh, no, I can't even remember the the guy who gets killed in the opening. Oh, the comedian. Yes. Yeah, I I don't remember that guy's name either. I'm, we He's got thought we actually names. prepared for these. I know. But um, oh. <laughs> um, but I actually I actually thought that Jackie Earl Haley did a really good job in that movie. I thought he was a I thought that. Even though he was under the mask most of the time and everything, I thought this end sequence where he got killed, I thought that was really good. What yeah. His... See, my biggest complaint about that movie was that the bad guy was such a puss. Yeah. It was like, oh, so we've got this effete weirdo as the, as the bad guy. I was well, like, right. well, just kick him in the groin, you know? <laughs> right. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> this effete weirdo. I love that. Um, send an email to effete weirdo at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> you don't know where that'll go. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Um, but see, the problem was too in the in the book, like <clears throat> he was. I mean that they did actually change like his sort of his method of doing what he was doing a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but his motivation was was the same in the book, but the in the book I sort of got the impression that like the bad guy wasn't really the bad guy. It was more like society was the bad guy, or like culture was the bad guy, or well, like sure. the world in general was the bad guy. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the the comic book, of course, is written in the eighties. It was like a reaction to Thatcherism, blah 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 blah. So they figured, you know, bring it out against George Bush and, hey, what's changed? Yeah, you know, you know, okay. But anyway. Okay, so moving on. We don't want to make this last three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got that magnificent Jason Statham movie, Death Race. Oh, man. I think more ammunition expended in that movie uh, than in any other movie Except for maybe Hot Shots Part Two, where they're making a joke about the most violent movie ever. I'm like, like, well, it seems so pointless too. I kept wondering as I was watching it. Was like those things don't move, so they're just like shooting, and it like you know goes wherever it goes, and maybe it'll hit another car. What the guns? You mean they they can't like aim the guns? It didn't seem like it. They were just like (laughs) positioned, and you shot, and if it hit something, great. Well, yeah, but you had to aim your car at it, dude. Ooh, you, had to, like, you had to use your car as the scope, you know? You know, hey. that might make a good movie. Use um, <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't um, know. I, I, it was a little weird for me to see Tyrese Gibson in the Sly Stallone. I mean, like, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo. Oh, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo. Dude, seriously, has there ever been a better name in the history of film than Machine Gun Joe Viterbo? I think there, that's, a, that's a definite... That, that's in the top five, yeah. at least. At least. Well, okay. here's what I don't get. Okay. They say, okay, Death Race, or Death Race 2000, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, why even call it that? Because it wasn't the same thing at all. No, there were no points for hitting seniors and handicapped people. And it wasn't like this cross-country race and whatever. Why not just call it something like, you know, uh, I don't know, prison cars or something. I don't <laughs> know. Seriously, I mean, what? Seriously, why even try to say that it's like this sort of remake or whatever? Well, because originally it was supposed to be a remake, right? I mean, like if you notice, it's real kind of hidden in the credits, but it's a C slash W production, which is Cruz Wagner. And originally it was going to be Paul Anderson and Tom Cruise as Frankenstein. Really? Yes. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's, the movie's produced by Paula Wagner. But yeah, it was supposed to star Tom Cruise back when it was going to be a big movie and not star Jason Statham. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Jason Statham, you know? There's a lot wrong with Jason Statham. I think, I don't know, I think, I kind of enjoy Jason Statham. He is the embodiment of that joke from Galaxy Quest. Oh, I see you managed to get your shirt off. Yes, there is no movie of his where he doesn't, like, within 30 seconds of it starting, you know, isn't flexing somewhere. (laughs) It's kind of annoying. Yeah, but you know what? I, I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong, okay? But I sort of get the impression watching Jason Statham that he sort of knows that like he's 
it's like that he's sort of not like necessarily like a joke or anything like that, but like he knows that he's just this sort of brawny action guy and he, he shouldn't be taken that seriously. Yeah. I get the impression from watching him, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. I think he works far too much just because there's nobody like him in Hollywood right now because it's all these Shia LaBeouf's. But, um, but he works for, I mean, all, and his movies just suck. I mean, I hated Crank. I was like, why am I watching this? That movie was, I was watching that movie just having the reaction of like, wow, really? I mean, that was my whole reaction to that movie. There's not much else you can say about it. It's pretty pointless. But I mean, well, I mean, somehow he made three Transporter movies. Like, they never made more than $10 million bucks, but he got out three of them. Did they really not make any more than no, $10 million? They okay. Made, they made a bit of money, but not but see, that they, much. Well, they have to have, because, like, why Maybe would they keep overseas. making them? Well, it's like, hell, they're making it a fourth Resident Evil, but does that have made a hell of a lot of money? You know, okay, that's a good point. How did they keep making those movies? Because literally, I don't know, I'm not kidding when I say that, I don't know one person that's seen all of them. Have you? Yes. You're the one person I know. Hey, I'm, I'm the world's uh, me and you know who are the world's biggest Mila Jovovich fans. Oh, okay? see, I just don't like her. Like, I I don't know. Ever since the Fifth Element, you know, hey. Oh, Fifth Element. Don't even. Oh, <laughs> multipass. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just, I mean. I, okay, I, I'm gonna branch off into like 14 different directions with this. Okay, I'll I'll focus here. <laughs> but. No, okay, going back to Death Race. Yes. Poor Joan Allen, it looks like she had some bad face work. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she was looking a bit like uh, that cat lady you see every now and again in the news. Well, you know what, though? I think that Joan Allen actually is, is an attractive woman. But it, it's like, she looks like, she looked like pinched or something. She like looked that. really severe in that movie. And I love Joan Allen. I mean, there's no better Pat Nixon, and of course there's only been one, but... Uh, <laughs> well, was this joke I heard? I got. I got to mention this. Um, this was long before Deep Throat like was revealed to be who he was. But um, there was. I was reading something by. I think it was like Dave Barry, and they're like, um, and he said something like, because nobody knew who Deep Throat was except for everybody else knew it was Pat Nixon in drag. <laughs> I always just got this image of Pat Nixon in drag. I don't want to think about Pat Nixon in or Deep Throat. Uh, yeah, it just... <laughs> I was like... And the weirdest thing, I don't know why, I really don't. I actually got this impression of somebody wearing, like, linebacker, like, um, football pads. And, like, Pat Nixon wearing, like, linebacker <laughs> football pads and, like, a suit. I was just like, that is literally the weirdest image I've, that has ever passed through my brain. Well... That does sound a little odd, and I wouldn't tell that to too many people, but... Well, I'm just telling it to the entire world right now, so... Hey, that's good. Um, no, I, Death Race, I don't know, I just... Oh, it was... Uh, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't that bad. It oh, was better than the other movie I watched that night, but uh, that was, uh, was okay. Yeah, but you know what, okay, and I don't want to spend too much time on Death Race, because we, I it's mean... It's not worth it. Yeah, right, but, okay, here's what I didn't get either, okay... And I know it's a movie and you guys suspend your disbelief and all this, but like at the same time, I didn't get this at all. These cars are driving around, shooting at each other, right? And literally in the movie, they expended this, it like, it's like the amount of shells that they shot at each other was, uh, was approximate to like 
half of the Iraq war. And yet they never had like these big boxes of shells in the back of their car or on the side of their car or whatever. It's like, okay, with the way that their cars were set up, you could hold like a few. Yeah. But, and th- that's such a nitpicky little thing. Well, here's, here's what I didn't get. My biggest question about the movie, uh, I'm thinking too much about Death Race, but um, was <laughs> if Joan Allen is trying to sell this shit on the internet and get millions upon millions of viewers, what's with that giant truck she releases that just kills everybody? It's like, well, if you kill everybody now, there won't be a tomorrow and you can't run the race again tomorrow. Right. And so you lose all the 40 million hits you're going to get tomorrow because you've already killed everybody. I didn't... Yeah, that's true. You know what? I, that didn't even occur to me, but you're right. Uh, you kill okay. everybody and you got no show left. <laughs> it's like you go on Survivor and you kick everybody off in the first show. It's like Survivor, second episode, and you'd be Jeff Probst just standing there being like, well... I um, am kicked off the island. Well, got nothing for you guys. Sorry. I'll do a little jig. <laughs> what is he, a magic trick? <laughs> so I think we're done with Death Race. Yeah, I now think let's, we are. let's talk. Okay. Let's let's have some serious moments. Okay. With the happening. Yeah, that that wow. exasperated sigh is about all you're gonna get oh, out of us. God, the happening. <laughs> and you know what? Okay, I think I may have told you this before, but I watched it with the riff track, like the riff tracks version of it. And honestly, if I if I would have just seen it as the movie itself, I would literally have like called M. Night Shyamalan in person and told him I wanted that time of my life back and if I didn't get it then I would be coming over there to kick him in the nuts because what the fuck was that movie <laughs> honestly I, I uh, okay I watched that movie and at the end even though because like I can watch the movie with the riff tracks and still like get the movie yeah. if I haven't seen it before but what what was that movie? Like, what? <laughs> it was just like, I gotta make a movie about an environmental message. And so let's have the environment start killing people randomly. And but it was like, like was that, that was even a- what it was? Like, I mean, I didn't even, at the end of the movie, I didn't even know if it was like the trees were Yeah, killing it was people. the trees really? fighting back. Despite the fact that our carbon dioxide gives them air, but whatever. But yeah, well, <laughs> right? I mean... Okay, what, like, I seriously, and maybe, again, you know, I may have watched this drunk, but I don't think so. Um, you seem to watch a lot of movies drunk. Yeah, you know what, I just, you know, I like to enhance the experience. But, um, what, okay, did, it, did they ever actually say that it was the trees that were doing it, or the plants, or whatever? Yeah, that they were releasing some toxin or whatever, that was, I think they did say that, and of course there's that masterful scene where, uh... Mark Wahlberg pleads to a plastic tree to stop killing them. Yes. Yeah. Poor Mark okay. Wahlberg. <laughs> okay, so here's what I don't get either. Okay, so the trees are killing people, or the, the plants, or whatever. What, how is it that you can trek across the country into the wilderness, and all of a sudden you're safer there? There's well, more plants there. Because uh, bizarrely, I, I, it was one of the movies, the parts of the movie I didn't get is that somehow this, like, the trees only went crazy around Philadelphia or New York or whatever. And that was it. I was like, I, okay, real, so, yeah, you know, you walk 10 feet and the tree isn't crazy. Yeah, well, okay, was, does this gas they released, does it only go 10 feet? Like, I mean, if it, Apparently, yeah. Well, if that's the case, because I'm safer in my apartment than I am in the fucking middle of the field. 
Yeah, well, hey, uh, don't ask for oh, logic God. for M. Night Shyamalan. And then, you know what? The thing was, too, is it's like, okay, M. Night Shyamalan, his big thing is, is you know, all my movies have this twist. All these, uh, my, you know, there's this big surprise. And, like... Was there one in that movie? No, there wasn't at all. And see, that's the thing. It's like, I'm kind of waiting for it to be, like, at the end, all of a sudden, it's like, uh, these people are, like, uh, I don't know hypnotized by the government to like find out how they would react or some shit like that. But then it was just sort of like, oh, the trees are killing us. This kind of sucks. It's <laughs> over now. Like there was no resolution either. Go buy a hybrid. Right, well, right. You know, <laughs> Priuses are awesome. But no, like what? Like, okay, was there any resolution in that movie? There was none. It's like, oh, Paris is next. <laughs> that was the end of the I, movie. Oh, God. That was honestly, that literally it, was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It made um, the village look like uh, maybe not Citizen Kane, but Touch of Evil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like the second tier. But no, you're right. I mean, that was like, honestly, I was. <laughs> I watched that movie with a friend of mine, and I was sitting there, and like, the movie was over, and I'm sitting there going, and like, I literally I couldn't say anything for a minute. I was like, I turned, I was like, did I really just watch that? Like, what What just happened? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, what the fuck? Oh, well, God. It, it doesn't sound like it had the same effect as you as uh, Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation or whatever, where we literally, like, stared at each other for five minutes after watching it. That was it awesome because, because like, we it just fucked with our heads so much. That was so, that was the best because, like, we got done watching it, we just looked at each other and you just sort of like, Huh? What? Like, what? I felt like, literally, like, my brain was, like, short-circuited. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Like, what? where were we just oh. now? Like, oh, God, that was that was awesome. It that was, was no wonder Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey wanted to keep that hidden. Oh, God. <laughs> With the whole, like, what was the thing about, like... Remote controls for his mechanical leg. Right, we, Stop beating me! I know or, that weird, like, big-titted chick with the stick just, like, lightly patting the other girl. And <laughs> she's like, ow! She, what was, she was in a bag, though, on the floor, she or on the ground. She was in a bag in the middle of the road. And she's just, like, kind of whacking her, like, real limp-wristed and, like, <laughs> like, eh, stop it! And you can't see this, but I'm like what, making a whacking motion with my hands. <laughs> he is, and like, and she's just like, "Stop beating me!" And she's like, "Are you gonna be quiet?" And she's like, well, "I guess." It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, oh my god! It was a mind fuck of a movie. It is a uh, experience. If and you, you know what? I the chance. I totally recommend it because you can sit there on your couch afterwards and literally like sort of miss like ten minutes of your life because <laughs> your brain is sort of trying to reboot. After seeing this insanity that, like, somehow apparently made sense to somebody. I mean, I don't know. Well, hey, a good segue. We're going from pointless uh, horror sequels to another pointless horror remake. Friday Friday the 13th. 13th. Okay. See, and I have to preface this by saying that you know I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. Because they are, like, the most cheesy, awesome horror movie I don't even know if I classify them as horror movies. They're slasher movie. Yeah. Um, but I love them. I've seen every one of them. Yeah, I, we made it a project. Uh, we did. I 
can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> There's nothing on the screen, Sean. Um, <laughs> I think that was just a bad video transfer, but yeah, it didn't you think seem so? like there was nothing on the screen, Sean. Oh, God. Okay, so here's, here's a quick explanation of that joke. We were watching uh, Friday the 13th. We decided, we decided that we were going to watch all these horror movie uh, series all in a row. One through whatever. So in the first Friday the 13th, there's this shot where... Is it somebody's walking away from the yeah, camera? It's it's like Jason or maybe like you know Kevin Bacon like walking through the forest like going to kill somebody or running away from somebody and literally you can see like one light in the corner of the TV and like a little bit of light on the guy's face and that's it. And so well, no, he walks away. He walks out of the shot. No, he's walking toward the camera. All right, this is. I could swear that he no, was walking away from the camera. It's toward. Okay, okay, but then like. Literally nothing happens for like a full minute. And I was just sitting there watching it going, uh, was the editor drunk? Like, what is going on? Like, and I was like, there's nothing on the screen, Sean, because Sean S. Cunningham made it, whatever. Okay, so we digress. Yes. But what did you think of the new Friday the 13th movie? Uh, it was far too Michael Bay. I don't know. It's like I felt that same way about that as I did about the remake of Texas Chainsaw. It was just like pointless. I mean, admittedly, almost anything could be better than the original Friday the 13th. But they did the... Going back to look at it... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Going back to watch the original Friday the 13th, it was shockingly bad. Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, I was surprised when I went back and watched it. Like, this is terrible. Okay, so anyway... I know, that it started a franchise of like 10 movies. But anyway... Now I can't even remember what I was saying. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, You said it was far too Michael Bay. It was. It was just... <sighs> it was pointless. There's no better word. I mean, it was just so obvious too. They did the whole first movie in the fir- in like the pre-credit sequence. If you noticed, like, because mm-hmm. the pre-credit sequence is Nana Visitor who plays um, uh, Mrs. Voorhees getting killed by the by the camp girl. Right. And it's like that's what you're remaking. Right. Mrs. Voorhees is the killer in the first one, and you're killing her in this in the in the first two minutes of your film. Right, but see, the thing is, though, is that Jace, the Friday the Thirteenth has progressed to the point where you can't have Mrs. Voorhees as the killer anymore. Because if you made a movie, anybody, not you specifically, <laughs> but if you made a movie where Mrs. Voorhees was the killer, all these you know Highlands Ranch suburban kids would come out of it going. What the fuck, man? That wasn't Jason. That wasn't Friday the 13th. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like the joke at the beginning of Scream. I know that's what true. <sighs> I guess. I don't know. But see... It, it suffered the the, the well, Rob Zombie effect, too, where they just kind of made Jason this kind of white trash hick weirdo. That is true. And see, the thing was, is it's like, with the Friday the 13th, like, it didn't... With a series like that, okay, and see, because I am a fan of it, with a series like that, you have to sort of stick with what was there. Like, Jason has become sort of this uh, certain type of guy or whatever. Certain type of monster or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But you can say that you're reinventing it or you're going back and making it new or freshening it up or whatever you want to say. But it's not really Jason. Yeah, because the point of I mean the the greatness of those old movies is they're so gritty and cheap and bad, right? And you have the camera sliding around, um, you know, with Jason on the roof, and you have this like I mean it was admittedly a pretty good shot I thought, 
where he turned around and the camera slides under the, the roof and it's like, it's not really Jason, you know? Yeah. If it was me, if I was going to remake Friday the 13th, and this sounds kind of dumb because nobody would ever do this, but I would say to somebody, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to give you the money to make to make the new Friday the 13th, but I'm only going to give you like four or five million dollars and figure it out. Yeah. Find Tom Savini. I mean, that's what that's what Toby Hooper and Sean S. Cunningham and John Carpenter did. I mean, the, the original Halloween cost like $500,000 to make. I don't even know if it was that much, was it? I think it was. Somewhere around. Something it was in like the hundreds that, but... of thousands of dollars. But it was cheap, and, you know, they had to make it work. Right. They had to figure it out, figure it out you know? And, like, with, with the original couple of Friday the 13th, it's like, you know, Tom Savini. He came in, and he, he figured out a way to make it work to where it still looked decent, even though, I mean, obviously, it wasn't this huge budget movie. I mean, you could tell, but... At the same time, they made a way, they figured it out. Yeah. So, if it was me and I was remaking the Friday the 13th, that's what I would have done. But nobody would ever do that at this point. But hey, you gotta make it slick. You gotta get Jared Padalecki from TV Supernatural in the picture. Oh, God. You know what? Oh, here's something that, like, I did, uh, I realized. Um, I think I heard this somewhere else, so I'm recycling this. But it's, it's crazy. Okay. Uh... The guy who played the um, the kind of the blonde, sort of shaggy-haired douchebag guy. Or the one who died? Uh, he was one of the last one? few people to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He was like, his name was Trent in the movie. Well, the one who was like screwing every single girl in the house. Right, and he had yeah. the gun and he shot, whatever. Okay. That guy, his name is Trent in that movie. And his name is Trent in Transformers. He's the same actor. He has the same car. He has the Hummer. In Transformers, the scene so where... So is this like Michael Bay's friend? Hey, bud. Uh, this is Michael Bay's like in-joke or something. Great. How weird is that? That guy like super annoyed me, but I guess he was meant to. Well, yeah. Was, like I said, why do you think I call him the douchebag guy? Because that's what he Summer's was. Summer's Eve. Yeah. But like, how weird is that? That Michael Bay be like, you know what? Put this same character in that movie. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like the same guy. <laughs> yes, you can bring Zabuskis. Uh, I mean, of course. I mean, that's like that. Uh, you know, okay, that was a joke from uh, Mystery Men. Mystery Man, Men, which, which I know that hundreds of thousands of people out there saw. <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of people saw. Tens upon tens of people saw. Well, we can't go any lower than that. Um, but uh, yes, where of course Michael Bay is in uh, Mystery Men, and it's a total in joke because he's such a frat boy, and he's playing the leader of a gang called the Frat Boys. Right. No, I mean, it's like my, it, literally, it's like the, uh, sort of like the caricature, caricature, caricaturation, is that a word? Of Michael <laughs> no, Bay. <laughs> but hey, I mean, at least he was good enough to take part in, uh... Right. Okay, so I have to put a disclaimer in here. We actually had to pause it for a second and take a break because, um, we needed to smoke. And I was gonna about piss my pants. Yeah, so that's information everybody needs to know. Uh, you know what? Yeah. The the world needs to know these things. I mean, of course really. course they do. All right. All right. So let's continue. We were talking about we were, we were uh, talking about the Michael Bay douchebag factor um, when it came to that actor. I thought that was a funny little story. It um, was funny. Uh, you know, yes. I, I sort of lost I sort of lost steam on that one. But here's one point I did want to make. 
is that you mentioned the the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween factor, which does segue into our next movie, which is Halloween. Yes. Which, okay. I'm under protest talking about it. I've boycotted the film. <laughs> Why? Is it because it's Rob Zombie? Or because you, because, because you, it's remaking the greatest horror film of all time. Thank you. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I don't need Rob Zombie's white trash makeover of Halloween. I mean, it was perfectly good the first time, and I don't think he added much except for some weird white trash. I'm sorry if you're white trash. Um, <laughs> Me too. Bye-bye. <laughs> you have my sympathies. But some weird white trash backstory for Michael Myers, which he doesn't need because he's better mysterious. Exactly. See, I had the exact same problem with it. And you know what? I will say that I actually didn't watch it all the way through because I, I fell asleep or something. I was watching it at like 2 in the morning, you know. And, okay, the thing that I really didn't like about it was it's like, well, you know, the thing about the first, the original, not the first one, the original was that um, Michael Myers was just sort of this like the specter of death. You know, I mean, he was like evil incarnate and you didn't need this backstory. And they even said it in the movie, you know, um, he never talked or what was the line? Something like he never talked. I tried to get him to talk for five years or I tried to free him for five years. And then after that, I, uh, I tried to for 15 years to keep him there because he was just evil. Right. And this kid in the new one, it's like he went nuts. He all of a sudden somehow like got better and then he... Went nuts again? Like, I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Okay, so maybe I, this doesn't make any sense. But, like, he goes into the... Uh, anybody out there listening know, that has seen it knows what I'm talking about. He goes crazy. He kills his family because, like, they're all these white trash assholes. Yeah. And he's sick of being, like, spit on by his stepdad or whatever. And, I mean, the thing is, too, is he takes it to this horrible extreme when it comes to, like, oh, this stepdad or whatever. He's a bad guy. I mean, literally, it's this point where you're going, oh, come on. You know, <laughs> nobody actually acts like that. So then he goes to the insane asylum after he kills his family. And then he, and by the way, just if you're hearing a cat right now, it's because there's a cat right here rubbing up against my leg, which is okay. But, you know, you're messing with the levels there, cat. Um, but... <laughs> But so then he goes to the same asylum and he's like sitting there and he's like fairly normal again. And then being in the insane asylum like fucks him up or makes him crazy again. Well, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but he's not supposed to, he's not supposed to have this like, oh, poor me. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting drawn, uh, made crazy by the same asylum. He's just supposed to be evil and that's it. I know. I mean, I don't know. There's just, a, I mean, how can Malcolm McDowell, who's... Great in his own way. How can he compare to Donald Pleasant? Nobody can. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, if I was, if I became president of the United States, I wouldn't compare to Donald Pleasant. That's just the way it is. You're the Duke. Yeah. Oh God. Hey, number one. (laughs) Okay, going back to John Carpenter there for a minute. Hey, there's no better topic, man. We're gonna have to do a whole episode just on that, and we could. We could. Um, okay, that so that would be like three hours long, by the way. Yeah, oh, you'd never want to listen. Yeah, to nobody it. out there would ever get all the way through it. But okay, here, if you get all the way through this. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the last thing I'm gonna say about Halloween. How fucking meta are movies getting right now? Where 
you're going to have a movie called H2, okay? Mm-hmm. Not H2O, which has already been done, but H2. It's a sequel to a remake that is not the second one. It's like the eighth one. What? Yeah. Seriously, I saw that. Like, I saw the trailer for that. Like, I was watching on uh, com- on Comcast, on the on demand. Mm-hmm. I was like, H2. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, what... I was like H2O like I thought it was just their weird stupid abbreviation for H2O like somehow they were like rerunning it or something right and I'm like wait a minute that's not the second one it's not two <laughs> you can't make a sequel to a remake and call it two you just can't of course you can uh, in Hollywood years they, I don't know I swear I popped a blood vessel over that whoa excuse <laughs> me a little present for our listeners podcast brought to you by Budweiser um, in the speaking of white trash, uh, the <laughs> sixteen ounce cans. <laughs> Woo! Because We're partying tonight, babies. Because <laughs> we can't get up in the middle of this and get a new one. Because they got to be so they got to be big. <laughs> but okay, moving on. Let's just move on. Let's. All right, all right, all right. I th- it, the H two thing. It just I don't know. It kind of pisses me off, and I'm not sure why. Like, I actually kind of enjoy Rob Zombie's movies because they're so weird and like. Not come on, he, the like eight minutes of Freebird oh, over the see, okay, dying. Okay, fine. That that was a little bit that excessive. Was a, a little bit, yeah. No, okay, fine. You know what? I'll give you that. But for whatever <laughs> reason, I think that Rob Zombie sort of in, he he like has this sort of mentality of like somebody like Toby Hooper because he's like sort of like in the seventies and this sort of weird like well, that's where he wants to be I don't know do you think he fakes it or do you think he actually does have that mentality? I think he's he's yearning for that time period like he wants to be John Carpenter which is why he remade his greatest movie but he's not that talented sorry he was a great musician I love what and Rob Zombie. Zombie if you're listening to this don't come and beat us up because Lord knows you could. I'm sure you, you just whack us with those dreadlocks. And we'd be <laughs> or sick your uh, white trash wife on us. Oops, sorry. Uh, ooh, touche, honky. Um, <laughs> which is another joke that, that we don't have time to explain here. But okay. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, we'll get away from, uh, from Rob all Zombie the name and calling. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll just call this the... Uh, the anger cast. We're just going to call everybody that we don't like in Hollywood names. You know what I realized is uh, maybe we'll get there now. There hasn't been a movie we both liked yet. Maybe there this hasn't is it. Been. You're maybe right. this is it. Maybe this is it. We're going to talk about the House Bunny. Did like the movie. I liked it too. I well, thought there it was you go. Damn funny. I. You know what I. I was actually. I've heard a lot of people talk about that it was really funny and everything, and I actually enjoyed it. I did. Um, and I thought that Anna Ferris was perfect in that movie. Like, She's always she, perfect. But I will say, uh, okay, time out, podcasters. My phone is ringing, which I forgot to turn off. Ha! Student loan people. Okay, anyway, back to the, uh, I'm going to try and edit that out later. Uh, so, but if it makes it back in, sorry. Okay, Anna Ferris. She was great in that movie. And you know... I will say this, too. Like, I actually believe that she would be somebody that would be living in the Playboy Mansion just on the fact that she really did look really good in that movie. I think she must have aerobicized her ass. (laughs) That may be true. I've never thought Anna Faris was that attractive just because she's kind of funny looking. Because she's funny looking. But... Well, I 
I never really saw her as like somebody who was super attractive either. Like I was never like. What was that? <laughs> More cat noises over here. Don't know if they quite made it onto the podcast, but yes, I've got a couple of fighting cats. This okay. is a mess, oh god! This is going downhill fast. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, okay, Anna Ferris. Like, I mean, I always thought of her as like the sort of cute chick that was like funny, which is great. I mean, you know, there's very few actually attractive girls that are funny. Because I think that, like, my opinion is, is that um, attractive girls don't try to be funny because they don't need to be, because they're attractive. Yeah. Um, But I actually appreciated the fact that she was fairly attractive, and, like, I wouldn't call her hot, I would just call her cute. Yeah. But in that movie, I was actually sort of surprised. I was like, she looks pretty good. And she was actually very funny. And the joke that you mentioned earlier about the steam, that was great. (laughs) And you know what's funny, though, is that, okay, we've watched way too many movies because I realized that the producers of that movie, the director of that movie, knew they could get one fuck in there. <laughs> and, like, they were like, where yeah. should we put it? Yeah, they always do that now with PG-13 movies. It's like, let's strategically place our one or two curse words that we can get away with and still be PG-13. Yeah, but you know what's weird about that, though, is that you can say shit, I mean, over and over and over and over again. Well, I think there is, like, a limit. Oh, I'm sure there is. But, like, you get one I mean, South Park got there. (laughs) God, was it, like, 182? (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Where's your God now, that miserable little (laughs) faggot? (laughs) That's my favorite joke of the movie, except maybe get behind the darkies. But, um... (laughs) 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 I love the one... uh, You know, grappling hook, check. Um, water bottle, check. Butt for? What's a butt for? What pooping, silly. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry, we're getting sidetracked here. Um, anyway, anyway. My, the most noticeable part of that movie, besides very, uh, that, uh, now I can't remember, Al Pacino's ex-wife. Um, Who? The, from uh, Vacation. Oh, Beverly D'Angelo? Yes, looking rather unfortunate. She- yeah, she was a little on the, um... But, of course, it was the, uh... It was... <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna stop there, but you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But uh, it was the uh, film debut of uh, one of Hollywood's celebrity offspring. Do you know who it was? Did you catch it? Celebrity offspring? Yes. It wasn't Colin Hanks. Well, all right, but it wasn't his film debut. It was, it was uh, Rumor Willis. Yes! Potato Head, yes. She has a, a, she like she got the worst features of all of her parents. <laughs> you know. Okay, who was the girl? Okay, I was meaning to look this up and I never did because I'm lazy and I don't do research. Um, who was the girl that was sort of like the gothy girl that had all the piercings? I don't know her from someplace else. But should I? I, I don't know. I, she, for some reason... I like, think a lot of the girls in that movie looked like, oh, maybe I've seen them on some maybe they're in like ABC a, Family show. Maybe they were in like a Capri Sun commercial at one point <laughs> that I saw. You know, it's funny. I, I often recognize that. I mean, I, we haven't discussed here. I have an uncanny thing for voices so that I know that Albert Brooks was the voiceover guy for Blockbuster for several years. But yeah, I, I get that a lot. Anyway. Yeah, you know what? You're actually... For, really good at that and you've actually made me want to be better at that and I'm actually better at it now because of you Phil 
I know. And you know what? Thank you for that. You're welcome. This is like an NBC. It's a life you know. skill. Do, 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 do. This is like, uh, you know, this is just a love fest in the, <laughs> in the podcast. Okay, so. We were going to close on. out we're... with the discussion of that uh, magnum opus, Mega Shark vs. Oh, Octopus, we... which hasn't come out yet, but there is a trailer. If you haven't it... seen it, find it on YouTube. It has come out. I has saw it? it at Blockbuster. Wow. And I almost rented it, and I was like, Is okay, it worth your four bucks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> to see a, a mega shark bite the, uh, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge in half? Hey. I would pay $4 just to see that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> expensive 30 seconds. Hey, it's a strong statement. It probably cost them all about $14 to make. It looks like it, yeah. Okay, I mean, it so probably cost him fourteen dollars to get Lorenzo Lamas off his couch. Uh, you know what? I bet you Lorenzo Lamas would pay them fourteen dollars to get off his couch. But okay, for everybody going <laughs> rewinding just a slight bit, for anybody who hasn't doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, there's a movie called Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. The story here is, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that. Ten, what was it? Ten, ten thousand years, ten thousand ago, years ago, they were frozen in the ice in midden combat, and then they're unfrozen. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. So basically, it's it's a shark the size of like Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, and then like an octopus the size of like Detroit, and they're fighting. They're like mortal enemies. Somehow they like hate each other for whatever reason. And <laughs> because they're so big. Because they're giant. Nobody else can, you know, whatever cause a. Uh, that nobody else can pose a problem. They so. secretly love each other. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> There's the sequel. <laughs> Mega shark with giant octopus. Okay. <laughs> that just went a really weird direction. Okay, but so okay, back to the explanation. <clears throat> they get unfrozen, and proceed to go nuts I mean and what Debbie uh, who was it Debbie, Debbie Gibson? Gibson and Lorenzo Lamas are on the crack team they just decide they're gonna make a, like a reality show or like a pay-per-view event where they fight yeah they try to they try to get them together so that they fight and maybe kill each other and see what happens you know and then the shark um, somehow uh, you know what if you gotta watch this like literally I can't even describe how awesome this trailer is <laughs> but like if you just the part, just the end, where the shark flies like a mile out of the water. More than that, I mean, most planes. Like, okay, so it's trying to eat a plane. Now, if Why? you think about that, this shark has to be so big that it can power itself out of the ocean to like thirty-five thousand feet. Well, yeah, maybe the plane's coming in from. Yeah, landing. maybe it just took off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, why would a shark? Here's what I, I know. Why would it be interested in a little metal object in the sky? I would even see it. Oh, you know what? There are so many questions and answers to this movie that I just don't even... I'm not kidding. We're going to watch that movie, and by the next podcast, we're going to have the answers. Because why would Debbie Gibson be in a movie with Lorenzo Lamas to start with? <laughs> They're mortal enemies, you know. Just like Mega Shark and Giant Octopus. They are the real-life version of Mega Shark and Giant Octopus. Oh, Lord. But, you know, I just don't get, like, okay... And I said this to you earlier when we were doing our quote-unquote research for this. Um, <laughs> that was about ten minutes. 
if that half of that was just waiting for the computer to boot up. We're winging this on smokes and beer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. I really hope that like the producers of that movie and the director of that movie and all the actors in that movie knew how ridiculous that sounded. Because if they don't... (laughs) 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 It's too bad this is not a video podcast. Okay, so anyway... (sighs) Bogus? Um, I really hope that they realize what a kind of a joke that is and like how um, ridiculous it is because if they do, that is awesome. Like... That I would totally. I'm, I, would I think be, if you're making a movie called Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, you probably know, you probably shouldn't take it too seriously. I mean, that's why you hire somebody like Debbie Gibson or Lorenzo Lamas. But I mean, this is a whole thing, right? I mean, they've been making these kind of movies for years. You know, there's an octopus and it eats a ship. There's a, a python that eats Jenny McCarthy. There's. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you know what? I I just. I thought of a <laughs> and it's super, not named Jim Carrey. Okay? And I just thought of a super dirty joke just now, but I won't say it. I won't say it. I'm going to keep this clean. Or um, well, no, I'm not. Well, so I think we've reached the end of our podcast. Now we do have a few ideas for the future, so keep listening. We could have some maybe some trivia questions, but see, prizes maybe. Yeah. I can't guarantee they'll be good. <laughs> they probably won't. But here's the here's here's the. Uh, Here's the kicker for the trivia questions. This is, these are going to be trivia questions that me and Phil, who literally can have conversations just from quotes from movies that we will actually follow that nobody else could. We can actually have a conversation making stuff up that we never even, like that somebody else wrote. So, they're going to be trivia questions that if you can get them, they're going to be trivia questions that we would have in one of our inside joke conversations. Yes. So if you can get them, you deserve the prize, as crappy as it might be. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, we may I may edit on at the end of this podcast the trivia question. If we can come up with one, then um, and we're going to we'll uh, try to attach on our email address in case you want to send us hate mail. Yeah, you know Tell what? Tell us we're... our podcast was too long. Or shitty or whatever. We're <laughs> going to just ask how the weather is in Denver. <laughs> right. We're going to act, I'm actually going to set up an email for just for this podcast just to see if we can, like literally I'm curious if we're going to even, if we would even get an email. I am too. I'll send Who's you one. Bored <laughs> <laughs> Who's bored enough to listen to this podcast? For an hour. Okay, alright. So guys, I think that was Can You Fucking Believe It? Can You Fucking Believe It? And we're out.